I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets. And the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do. And that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. It'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, cool thing, I know there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. But let's just be I'm wearing a hoodie. I'm not very happy about that. I'm wearing a hoodie on Tuesday, September 8th, 2020. I am Stephen Milhausen of DAZN and SportingNews.com, writer for DAZN and SportingNews.com. And man, I feel like it's been eternity. Since I have seen you guys, it's been a hot minute. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in like six years. Even though I just seen you guys Saturday. I needed a little bit of a siesta from... I was going to recap Raw. No, 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 I don't want to do that. And I'm like, can't. I just don't want to. Like, I didn't want to. Just, I was tired. It was a long day. It had a long week. I worked all weekend. I was tired. You guys know how it is. When you get tired, the last thing you want to do is do more work. Yes, I know people say, well, Steve, this isn't work. No, it's not work. I'm not saying that it is. But sometimes in this world, you just need a break. And you know what? I needed a break. And I'm glad I took that break because I definitely needed it. And But for everyone watching, there's a lot going on. Shockingly, a lot going on. And I know I'm looking at my phone. I'm just trying to make sure everyone and everybody... Everybody is getting this. But yes. And I am Stephen Milhouse of Sporting News and The Zone. And I feel like we're going to get a lot of people watching today. You just got like this. I got like this premonition that we're going to get. Someone's going to. A lot of people are going to watch today. But if you are watching via YouTube, it's simple. Swear to, swear to Jesus, it's simple. All you got to do, 
all you got to do. Watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, like the channel. Watching via Facebook Live, simple as well. Give a reaction to the page, give a reaction to the video, and also please, oh, pretty please, follow and like the page. We're going to leave it as simple and simple as that, I promise. But, no Daryl today, I'm riding solo. Daryl will be back, I think, Friday. I think. Don't quote me on that. But I think he'll be back Friday. That is what he tells me anyway. But no, hopefully we see Daryl back on Friday. A lot going on. A lot going on. We'll start with this. We have a new NXT heavyweight champion. Finn Balor defeated Adam Cole to become the NXT heavyweight champion. You know, I, you kind of knew, you kind of knew this was going to be the route. This was going to be the destination. But it was just a matter of how were they going to get there? Were they actually finally going to do it? I thought they were going to do this months ago. I thought Balor would have been the initial one losing to Karrion Cross, not Keith Lee. I didn't think they would go with Adam Cole. I thought when Balor first came, I thought he'd beat Cole and we'd have a new NXT champion. I was wrong, and I was very surprised by that, and and the only reason I was surprised was because the biggest star in the, in the history of the, there's a case, and I think it's a very valid one, Finn Balor is the biggest star ever in NXT. This isn't a knock on anybody, but I just honestly think that's, if we're going to be honest with ourselves. And we're going to be under the honest tree. I think that's, I think that's definitely the case. He is the biggest star in the history of NXT. There's no doubt about it. And, and we saw what happened tonight and the proof was in the pudding. I was very shocked. I want to get your guys' thoughts. Leave questions, leave comments on Finn Balor beating Adam Cole to become the North, not North American, the NXT Heavyweight Champion. Very, I'm very surprised. And I know some people are like, and I'm like, and when they came out to begin the show, I didn't plan on this beginning the show. I was doing something in the other room. I had the show on, and I went, and I hear, I hear from Balor's music. I'm coming down the steps, and I'm like, wait, what? I thought maybe Balor was coming out to cut a promo. So I didn't think nothing of it. Playing with my kids in the front room. I was going to go in there in a couple minutes. I go in, and then I hear the Undisputed Era's music. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm very shocked WWE started with this match. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Do you agree with WWE? And the fact they started with this match, they went for the jugular right from the jump. Mind you, no competition this week. No AEW. Okay, you're competing with the playoff, NBA and NHL playoffs. 
in regular season Major League Baseball. But no AEW, and yet you're going right to the juggler, and you're going with a, your big-time World Heavyweight title match. And I know what people are going to say. Oh, you're bashing Rhea Ripley. You're bashing Mercedes Martinez. No, I'm not. And this isn't a knock on the women. I like the cage match. I thought the women's cage match was good. It was hard-hitting, good back-and-forth action. That's the best I've seen Mercedes Martinez look in NXT. I thought the match was very good. I just wouldn't have closed the show with that. Now, the show was not live. And now people say, oh, well, you know, the show was live. No, the show was not live this week. You could have went with the cage match first. That's why I'm pleasantly surprised that WWE went, hey, we're going to go with the world title match first. You didn't need to go, okay, you want to get the show to a hot start, I get it. But the viewer is watching for this match and this match only. No offense to Bronson Reed and Austin Theory, Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez. No offense to the, chip, the pedophile known as the Velveteen Dream. But you're going with your the biggest one of the biggest matches of the year, and you're going with it first. You see a lot of I see a lot of people jumping in, a lot of people jumping out. Please, if you're watching via YouTube, just subscribe to the Walkway to Fight Club YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, give it a big thumbs up. If you're watching via Facebook, it's simple. Very, very simple. Give a reaction to the video. Please go walk with Facebook page. Give it a follow as well. Leave a question and comment. There's a lot going on. And but going back to going back to the topic. You don't go, you don't blow your wad. Coming right out of the chute. Wouldn't have started here. I would have gone with. I would have started with the cage match. That cage match was good enough to go first. You get some good momentum. And you get leave people wanting more. You leave people wanting to see the main event. The main event you headlined, the match you headlined with last week with two other guys. What was so special about that match last week that you headlined, but you couldn't headline with Finn and Cole this week? I don't get it. Makes no sense. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't like it. Do you guys like it? Do you like Finn Balor, Adam Cole going first? I sure tell don't. I'm not a fan of the idea at all. I think it's pretty ridiculous. People always ask what's in the cup. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? No, it is a Coke I had from dinner. I shouldn't be drinking caffeine this late. But that's a different story. But. I want no, there's no reason you start with that. I'd go the different way. Build the anticipation. Build the rating. Finn Balor, ratings draw. Adam Cole, ratings draw. Rhea Ripley hasn't proven to be a ratings draw. 
Neither has Mercedes Martinez. And this isn't knocking either lady. They just haven't proven it yet. Really hasn't proven it without Charlotte. Mercedes Martinez has never proven it at all. But if you put them on at the beginning, that people are going to want to watch Balor and Cole. Instead of now you put that first, you're thinking as the, the viewer, what is my reason for watching? Why should I watch the rest of the show? What's the reason? I honestly don't have one. I found it hard to, and I'm not going to lie, I found it hard to get up for the rest of the show. I really did. It was hard. Matches were just, eh. A lot of segments. Not a lot of matches. Wasn't the world tea. Luckily, Colin. Luckily, your front end and back end really delivered. Because I really didn't think this was the world's most entertaining show tonight. I really didn't think so. I know people are going to view differently and say, Come on, Steve, you're being... You're being a little mean. You're being a little not nice. Well, I'm not in the nice making business. Being in this game and business for 10 years. I haven't got no reason to be nice. It's not the fact that I don't... I respect every tail that gets in the ring. But you got to call BS when you, when you see BS. Plain and simple. You got to call it fair. You got to call it down the middle. Let's, let's get right into the because the show started off hot and heavy. Like I said, we went right to the title match. One fall to a finish. And I like fall to a finish for the title. You know, yeah, I can, I could another Iron Man match. That would have been kind of cool. As I'm like sitting here thinking, honestly thinking about it, my like, yeah, that would have been kind of cool. But we didn't get that. Um, let's get to the notes. Great. Started out slow, so you kind of, you really knew they were going at a methodical pace. Like, okay, this is going to last a minute. Good back and forth action. Cole playing the heel. Balor playing the babyface. Usually Balor's been... Usually it's been both guys being the heel lately. So, But we'll get into that in a few minutes. Good back and forth. I like how they went to the first break. Cole was in the announcer chair. Coming to do the missile drop kick, and boom! Beautiful super kick. Perfectly timed by Adam Cole. Stupid picture-in-picture. Picture. I don't get what is NXT and AEW in this picture-in-picture nonsense. It's ridiculous. Come back, trade and strike. Still in the picture-in-picture. Picture. Trade and strike. Then come back from break. Has Ballard and figure four. Hits the missile kick. The missile drop to the corner. Goes to the coup de gras. Hits it. Feel man. Just look at Finn Balor. I am sure he's never blown out an ankle. He's never broken a foot. He's never ripped his knees doing the coup de gras. Major props for that, but beautiful by Finn Balor. Grimacing in pain from the figure four. Got a two count. Cole regains the advantage. Hits the lash. Look, got a two. One thing I loved about those kickouts. And we've seen this uh, all out on Saturday. More big matches. You're seeing the talent kick out 
right at 2.999. Love that. A little bit of realism creates the drama. Also, job well done there by both guys. Gains control again. Balor trying for the 1916. Cleaning out it. Cole goes to the top. Balor gains the advantage. Hits the 19 from the top rope. Finn Balor becomes a two-time NXT heavyweight champion. Beautiful match. A little over 30 minutes. Right around 30. Let me get the official time. I have the official time. My, I thought I hit him. It was right around 30 minutes. Fantastic match. So great way to start the show. What do you guys think of Adam Cole beating Teller to become, I mean, Teller beating NXT to become heavyweight champion? Yes, I will read. And, and this is the one thing I do do too. I know we got a lot of listeners tonight jumping on. Got a new, I read every comment. I read every question. Comment. I will read these. You will get to those. Come back. Finn Balor's in the back. Getting a hug from Triple H. Albert. And I thought a very... A shaking of the hand with Adam Cole. And a two-sweep. I marked out their Bullet Club style. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Balor caught a promo saying... That's why he returned to NXT about 10 months ago. Points to the belt. Says that is why I returned. Good, passionate, short, quick, and to the point problem. Robert Stone, aka WWE's version of Tony Khan, was being interviewed. He asked for the interview time. Went to the mini tank of Shotzi Blackheart that keeps running him over. Shotzi pops out of nowhere, stone bags off. For a nasty forearm strike, dropped Robert Stone. Here came Aaliyah. And then Io Shirai came back and helped out Shotzi Blackheart. Sure, they got her into the ring through the curtain. Aaliyah, good job by Aaliyah here, begging for mercy. Telling Shirai, I'm sorry, please don't hurt me. Shirai starts kicking her ass. Lifted a lead up with a double underhook suplex to deliver a backbreaker. Robert Stone tried to make the save, but he got hit. He got beat up for trying to get inside the ring, too. Shirai with the moonsault. Blackheart hit the senton bomb. They cleared the ring, and then a stare down. Shotzi Blackheart picked up the women's title. And we will see that match next week in the non-title match. Io Shirai will face Shotzi Blackheart. I wish I like the segment. You do all that. Title? Takeovers on October 4th. You tell me. You can't do that? Then? Save it for takeover. You can create a program. You got a few weeks. You tell me you can't create forms to give Shotzi Blackheart a title shot. I don't think you should go right into Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. You go with Shotzi. The placeholder program. You build up everything with Ripley, and then you culminate it at Survivor City. That's what I would do. Just my opinion. But hey, who in the blue moon am I? Uh, let's continue. I thought something that to me, man, is 
Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae invite their good friend Tia Knox over for dinner. Beautiful Gargano shirt, by the way, that Tia Knox had on. Gargano just cracking jokes. Being overly nice to Tia Knox. They're sitting in there having dinner. Saw some salad. We saw some spaghetti. The only thing I wonder is where's the meatballs? I want me some meatballs. Who doesn't like spaghetti with meatballs? Come on. That's all I ask for. Please, oh please. Give me some meatballs. Who doesn't like spaghetti? Who doesn't like meatballs with spaghetti? Oh, come on. The set was a hit. And I like the pink and <laughs> a picture frame of Michael Hayes. I couldn't stop laughing every time I saw that. That was beautiful. That was really cool. Um, promo by Timothy Thatcher. This was pretty good. Breaking down Damian Priest and finding his weaknesses and, and how he will beat him and become the North American champion. Timothy Thatcher has like that very dry sense of humor. It's one of you really got to like really dig down deep and understand it. But Thatcher has like that dry humor that is that I just really like. I don't know why. Let's see. And then, one of my least favorite parts of the show. Got a lot of people jumping in and out here. If you're watching, watching on Facebook. Pretty simple, guys. Give a reaction to how you feel about the video. Good, bad, and different. Let me know. But also, more importantly, like the Walkway to Fight Club Facebook page. And also, give it a follow as well. If you're watching on YouTube, simple as well. All you got to do is subscribe to the channel. Give it a thumbs up. And also leave a question or comment. It will get answered, I promise. Give me your thoughts on NXT. Did you like Finn Balor and Adam Cole going first? Did you like Finn Balor becoming the NXT champion? Or should Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez close the show? I think it should have been Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Not a knock on the ladies, but that is just my, that is just my honest opinion. And then, one of my least favorite parts of the show... The pedophile, known as the Velveteen Dream, taking on Ashanti The Adonis. I like the nickname. I don't know why. And all of me, and I'm a journalist, and I'm going to be fair. I do like Dream got a little bigger, got a little more cut. I think he got rid of all the glitz and the glamour. He's got coat. He still got the designs, like Rick Rude with the coats and everything, which I'm fine with. I did, and still keeps that little persona. And I like the, I like the goatee. I think he's a scumbag, but I will, but I'll be fair. I'm the heel thing. I do like. Um, Adonis actually dominated the first couple. Dream was doing the hysteronics, trying to get inside Adonis' head. Adonis is beating him up, clothesline. It's beating all a little bit. Got the, got the roll-up. Deep two-count. I love those deep kickouts, and I liked when Dream did that as well. It was all done. Made you think for a moment, man, maybe Adonis gets this down here. Maybe they're trying to bury him. I was hoping so. I'm not going to lie. Um, hit a couple more spots. Dream got out of it. Hit the uh, Dream Valley driver for the victory. Okay. Whatever. Um... It was, it was more or less more fight squash. Get Dream over. Get him a win. He was about to cut a promo and he got attacked by Kushida. 
Didn't see Kushida in a hot minute. I was going to see, see Kushida back, the former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Came back and just pummeled Dream every way, which way around the ring. Well done. You hit the figure four around the ring post. You had punches. You had the officials trying to get him away. Dream's trying to get away from him. Extremely, extremely well done. Got me excited for the match. And I'm not the only one who said this. There's a lot of notable journalists that said this tonight. I've seen a lot of fans say it as well. Please, oh, please have Kushida go over in this program. This guy needs to be out of here. I have no use for the Velveteen Dream. If he's going to put people over, it is what it is. And then I've had me and Daryl had this conversation when the first one down. It's like, well, he's still getting a paycheck. And that is true. But I'm also a believer of burying his ass on the way out. That makes just to make it 1,000% clear. Degrade his value worse than it already is. If you want to do that, I'm fine with that. I don't think he should have a job. But I'm just I'm going with that premise there. That's just my opinion. But unfortunately, he still has a job this week. Maybe one day Paul Levesque will wake up and realize, man, I got a show with two pedophiles and I put them on on the same show. Uh, I in a very good segment here with hyping up the tag team title match with Brizongo and Imperium. I love this. And I wasn't expecting to like this. The champ said they worked hard for five long years to get this opportunity. Imperium calls a joke. Breeze comes back and says Imperium will be the punchline. I like it. Title match next week. You have Breezango against Imperium. And Damian Priest will defend the North American title against that. And Io Shirai will take on Shotzi Blackheart in a non-title match. So two title matches next week. Bronson Reed against Austin Theory. Theory was Theory was selling huge. And Bronson Reed bumping around all over the place. Hit him with a flying shoulder tackle off the apron. Continues to beat the living bejesus out of Austin Theory. But during the commercial break, Theory sent Reed into the turnbuckle with a drop toe hold. Reed made the comeback as soon as they came back from break. Theory with a side suplex. But Reed, I will say this. As much as Austin Theory is a pedophile, he sold very well tonight. He sold the back. The, in, the injured back very well. Even though he did a blockbuster, which I thought was kind of strange. But I'll give Theory credit for He did sell the back very well, except for that one spot. He tried to fireman's got him up, got read up for the fireman's carry. Was shaking. I thought that was good, like the shaking of the legs, trying to hold him up to do a move. He crumbled. Reed spot, fell right on top of him. Bronson Reed went to the top rope and a one, two, three. One pedophile. No, I did not. This cracks me up. Nick Swink. He started a collection of them. Velveteen Dream, Austin Theory, and now supposedly Josh Briggs. Yes, Josh Briggs has also been accused. I haven't seen much on the Josh Briggs situation. I don't know much about the situation. I really didn't know. But I've been hearing, that's what I've been hearing. That's been the, the rumor. I don't know how true it is, but 
right now, guaranteed that I know two pedophiles on NXT, I guess. You know, for a guy that has three daughters, he sure does. I'm very shocked Paul Levesque wants these guys around. It's just very surprising. I don't know how Paul Levesque can even, and even Shawn Michaels, he's a father. How do you look at this guy? Those two and want them around. Had to fire them in a New York minute. Nick Swink, you're not wrong, sir. Not wrong in the slightest bit. Roderick Strong and Killian Dane. Roderick Strong out with Bobby. Actually, no. I missed the Adam Cole. This is. Said Finn Balor, the better said the better man won tonight. Respects Finn Balor immensely. Said Finn Balor better hope he doesn't get another crack at the title because the result will be different, and that is undisputed. A babyface promo from Adam Cole. Is Adam Cole going babyface? It's a very very, very interesting. This match didn't last long. Roderick Strong killing and Dane. Bobby Bobby Fish interfered, caused a distraction, hit Killing and Dane with a jumping knee strike for Roderick Strong to get the pin. They attacked Dane after the match when Drake Maverick came out to make the save. I like seeing Drake Maverick carry a pipe because the pipe's almost as tall as Drake Maverick. But the pipe didn't matter. Because two members of the Undisputed Era took care of him. Dillian, Killing and Dane got the pipe and chased them away. Once again this week, Drake Maverick offered a handshake to Killing and Dane. But for another week, Killing and Dane decked him. They're eventually going to team up. You got it. One's got to think, right? Uh, back to the Canis LeRae, Johnny Gargano team at Knox. Once again, he's being obnoxious. By this time, Gargano leaves. LeRae and Tegan Knox rekindle their friendship. Oh, what a surprise. LeRae then said Knox had her chance to defeat Shirai for the title, but Knox lost. So LeRae said if anyone is going to beat Io Shirai for the title, it will be her. Knox said you never have beaten Shirai either. LeRae got upset through the salad at Knox, and Knox threw a drink in LeRae's face. They're starting to go at it. Gargano came in. Gargano yelled at Knox. Why are you yelling at Tegan? Come on now. She cursed at <laughs> She cursed at Gargano and in a funny spot. She wasted spaghetti. Why would you waste spaghetti? Threw it at Gargano. Lori threw an object at Knox, but she ducked. Object hit the TV. Knox ran out of the house. And Lorraine ran after her. I'm very disappointed. Now, see. I was always taught never waste food. How dare Candice LeRae? Who's going to waste spaghetti? Not me. You know, waste spaghetti, raise your hand. Anybody. Anybody, body, 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 body. I didn't think so. You're not going to waste a good spaghetti. Exactly. Understands this here. There were no meatballs. To have good spaghetti, you need meatballs. 
But still, if you don't do meatballs, you've got to at least have the Parmesan cheese. Let's just call that like we see it. We need the Parmesan cheese, man. We just need it. If you don't have the Parmesan cheese, you have nothing. Good golly, you don't have a damn thing. Sorry to disappoint you people, but you don't have nothing. We gained the event of the show. Rhea Ripley, Mercedes Martinez in a steel cage match. As soon as Mercedes Martinez came out, who had a kendo stick in hand, so you know she was ready to deliver the thunder. Rhea Ripley, just cowardly. I'm kidding. Attacked her from behind. Um, a lot of good back and forth. We had some chairs, kendo sticks, we had some tables. Um, wait, hold on. I'm kind of cool. Let me, I lost my spine. It really picked up in the second when they came back from the second break. A beautiful, I've never seen this. A beautiful German suplex by Mercedes Martinez. That was awesome. That was such a great spot. At that point, both girls are exhausted. Ripley got, somehow got up first through a chair at Martinez's face. She does a dropkick to send Martinez into the pay, into the into back into the cage. A beautiful superplex by Rhea Ripley. Um, Ripley applied the standing leg lock. No, Martinez gave Ripley a beautiful spine buster. Ripley fired up. Ripley applied the standing leg lock. Martinez though, just someone that thought the match was going to end up crawl struggling that was so well done hit her with the kendo stick she hit ripley again ripley was forced to release robert stone tried to climb up the cage ripley ripley got the better of it when she was starting to beat him up then Mar martinez came back made the save hit ripley again with the kendo stick and oh and that breaker that martinez slipped out of it was i don't know if it was just due to sweat being exhausted but she slipped out of the neck breaker Ripley kicked out at a long two. Martinez set up the table. Put Ripley to the top. Ripley bought, blocked the suplex. And Ripley got her up. Hit the rip, hit the rip tie through the table. Defeated Mercedes Martinez. Wins the program. And will go on. Look and be soon, Io Shirai. So, I'm booking. I'm giving. I'm giving. Blackheart to beat Shirai next week, and then you go, you go with that. And they take over, you build up the animosity with Ripley and Shirai, and you go. And then if you're gonna have Ripley win the title, which should beat Io Shirai at Survivor Series takeover next week. Like I just said, you have Io Shirai against Shotzi Blackheart non-title. Damian Priest defends the North American title against Timothy Thatcher, and then. Breezango, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango defend the tag team titles against Imperium. Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner. God, I need to see some Walter in my life. Man, I miss Walter. And NXT is back on USA next week. And back on Wednesdays. For people that were wondering, he will be back on Wednesdays. All right, let's get... Really quickly, not really much else going on. One bit, and then the main news before we answer all the questions and comments. Nick Diaz is reported. 
out of all weird days to report news, Sunday. That's how the Diaz brothers do things, I guess. Nick Diaz's manager reached out to ESPN's Harry Ariel Helwani, showed a video of Diaz. Looks fantastic. Dieted for 14 weeks. He weighs between 175 and 185. And guaranteed Nick Diaz is going to come out of retirement. He'll return to the UFC in early 2021. Now, what I do know, Nick Diaz has stayed in the USADA pool. So Nick Diaz is still getting tested. So he, because I've been getting asked by people, does Nick Diaz, will he have to go through, you know, six months? No, because stop testing. So we will see Nick Diaz in early 2021. From what I'm told, he's keeping, he's going to fight at welterweight. That would be a smart move. And apparently he's going to be really watching the winner of Tyron Woodley and Colby Covington, which will take place next week. Leon Edwards has called him out, which <laughs> Nate Diaz promptly responded. You ain't getting that. Poor Leon Edwards. I think Leon Edwards is biting off a little more than he can chew. Conor McGregor says he's ready. The trash talk between Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz would be a theory. I am down. I would for sure. God, Nick Diaz has got some fights. You got Masvidal. McGregor. Him and Covington, I think, would be interesting. Him and Woodley, I wouldn't mind seeing. And so I got asked if Diaz would fight for the title. Nick Diaz gets two wins. Nick Diaz is fighting for the Waltori title. Plain and simple. He gets two wins in a row. Yeah, but I think he gets one win. I think it's a, honestly, it's a possibility. He is a draw. He is a legit attraction. He may be I've been out of the game. It'd be six years by the time he steps into the cage. But people don't care. People want to see draws. People want to. People want to see that. People want attractions. People don't want to. And, and no one who, it, who wants to see Kamara Usman against Gilbert Burns for the welterweight title at UFC 256. Not me. Not looking forward to it. No. I like Kamara Usman. I think Usman's got an awesome story. I know jack and nothing about Gilbert Burns. Beyond the fact he came up from lightweight, kept missing weight, and he missed weight, and that's the only reason he went up to welterweight. So he didn't have to cut all that weight, which is smart. Smart move. A guy that actually used his brain. You don't get that too often. But I have no interest. There's nothing there. Maybe something. And this is where we're going to see how good the marketing team is of the UFC and ESPN. We're going to see how much of a draw Kamara Usman really is. I'm not sold on it, but we shall see. But Nick Diaz is returning in 2021. And I'm all for it. Please give me some of Nick Diaz. I don't care who it's against. I want to see Nick Diaz fight. He's got cardio for days. He's got awesome jiu-jitsu. He can 
fight, man. Plain and simple. He was too big in that Anderson Silva fight. Silva was just too big. Silva had like a over almost a twenty about a twenty five pound weight advantage. That was ridiculous. Nick Diaz's natural weight class is Walter Wade, and I'm excited to see if Nick Diaz is going to return, which he's which is which his manager said he, it's going to happen. Give Nick Diaz. I'm not saying don't give him a softie, but give him a fight that he can win, and then get the rust out, and we can can get rock and roll. You want to leave questions or comments? Leave them, because it is time. We're talking. You want to leave anything about MMA, boxing, pro wrestling? Leave a question. It will get answered. We got a ton. Here we go. Nick Swink. NXT pulled a better number last week on Tuesday than have on Wednesday. You think they're going to move NXT to Tuesdays permanently? I've asked. I've been told no. USA, USA's broached them on the idea. When I asked, I asked after the number came in on last Wednesday. Vince doesn't want to. And I'm so torn on this because Vince isn't a quitter. Vince doesn't like losing. And I and I said this. I don't know what day I said this last week on the podcast, but I feel in his mind that's conceding defeat. And there's a part of me that I believe that argument because let's be honest, they're losing on Wednesdays. They're losing the demo. They're losing in total viewership. You know, and Paul Levesque keeps saying, Slow and steady wins the race. And I know they're thinking, oh, look at what happened when Nitro first came on TNT. And, you know, they were beating Raw. And then they won 83 weeks in a row. But they were eventually going to catch them. They were, they knew that WCW was going to screw up. Well, then a thing called Mike Tyson happened. Then a thing called the biggest box office attraction in a short time period. The biggest box office draw in the history of wrestling. In a very short time, a guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin came in and basically changed it around, changed the business, changed the the financial structure for Vince McMahon and made him, The Rock, McFoley, DX, made this guy a billionaire. I don't think they're going there permanently. I think USA would like the additional two, two to 300,000 viewers a week. I think they would enjoy that. Hot with advertising. I don't think they care about a wrestling war. But then I hear people at USA really want to beat AEW. They don't, don't like the fact this upstarts coming in and taking care of, you know, and wiping their ass week after week. Sorry about that. Always need a little bit of water. So I think they're going to. I wouldn't. Because I'm of that same belief. And this knowing Vince McMahon's mentality and talking to enough people there, Vince is so stubborn. He doesn't care. He wants to win. This was his battle. He was on Wednesdays first. That's just how that guy thinks. He plays to the beat of him. 
Should they? I think they should. But are they going to? Not a chance. Richard McPhee, what's up, my man? Barely book segments out of place. Yeah. Not wrong on that one, Richard. It's... And I can't disagree. I disagree with you 100%. They've made some baffling decisions with NXT for months now. They gave away their biggest match on the TV show and Keith Lee versus Adam Cole rather than save it for the people. Not wrong. It's the things they do, and I don't... And this doesn't just involve NXT. Look at what happened with Raw. Vince McMahon came, didn't even see the script for the show, came in, ripped the entire show up yesterday. Got there around 90 minutes to two hours before the show started. No, that's part of the reason why that show was a clusterfuck. Let's watch the show. Goodness gracious. But I wasn't a fan of, at first, I have to admit, I was a fan of that, that match, Keith Lee and Adam Cole. I'm thinking, okay, you're going to, Lee's going to win, and then Lee's going to get a sustained run at the end of the year, lose to Karrion Cross, whether it was at Survivor Series takeover show or the Rumble takeover show. <coughs> Had no problem with either or. But then you did that, and it was like, you did it to pop a rating. That was mistake. It's WCW-esque. Where WCW started making, doing title changes. Just for the sake of doing title changes to pop a rating. Goldberg and Hogan, the biggest example. You blew a $10 to $12 million match. A rating. To please the Turner executives. To win a night. Because you're getting your bucket. You had lost four or six weeks. For the last five weeks to not Raw. You give away the biggest main event you could have possibly have ever made. Then you never did the rematch. Which was dumber. And then you did all those title changes in 99 on Nitro. And it's like. You've never seen Vince McMahon do that. But now Vince McMahon's making a lot of mistakes. He's 75 years old. Someone's got to tell him, hey, why are we giving away this mention? You can give it for a takeover and you can get subscriptions. You would get an uptick in subscriptions if you would have went with that match for the SummerSlam takeover show. I firmly believe that a million percent. Instead, Keith Lee dropped. You had to make one title defense of both belts. Then the following week, he vacated the belt, the North American title. Yeah, Damian Priest got the belt, which is cool. Because I think Damian Priest deserves it. And I think he's done a great job. But look at what has come because of that. You don't give away big matches like that. The end game was carrying cross. You just didn't need to go with it that soon. X-Wink again. The picture-in-picture picture makes sense when running against AEW. Running unimposed, they didn't have Oh, I agree. That's that's a very good point. I just, and I also think when it comes to the picture in picture, 
if you're going to do it, please just do it once in a while. I don't need to see like every commercial break be picture in picture. It's like, come on. I want to run my head into the wall and keep having you see picture in picture. Even my son, he's four, watching with me. He's like, Daddy, why do they keep going to these screens? I'm like, I don't know. I'm tired of like explaining that nonsense. My four-year-old can figure it out. Like, if, like, and I agree, if you're running unopposed, like, if you're going, say you're, like, this week, this last week, you're going unopposed. Don't do it at all. But if you're going head-to-head, to me, one time an hour. AEW's just as guilty as WWE. AEW is not excused from this whatsoever. I hate when you do this nonsense. Right. There was a report saying NXT could get better ratings on another day. WWE was bent on trying to hurt the AEW ratings. We went over that already, but. Think of both shows can get better ratings. Look at AEW. You got 928,000 viewers last week. I'm not sure what the NXT number will be tomorrow. Because you have the NXT number and the Raw number tomorrow. So I think that'll be interesting. That's why we're not going to have... We didn't discuss Raw ratings. Because Raw's ratings due to the holiday will be out tomorrow. I've heard that report. I don't know how true it is. You people say I've talked to will not comment on that. But I think you can draw your own conclusions. Uh, Richard McPhee again. Robert Strauss is such a waste. Good entering talent, not digging his role. Robert Strauss, if people don't know, is Robert Stone. Was an impact. They are wasting him. No, it's a pure knockoff on Tony Khan. Anyone doesn't know that. I don't know what to tell you, but they're. It's a total ripoff of Tony Khan, which is unfortunate. It's not surprising. If anyone is surprised by anything WWE does, but I am not. Nah, there he is. I wish he'd be used more in the ring. I, I wish we would see that. Nick Swing thinks it's, he says it's much more beneficial for both shows to run different days. I don't know. There's days. Actually, there's weeks. I agree with that. But then there's weeks that I don't. And more often than not, I disagree with it because I just remember. I remember the Monday Night Wars. It's a teenager. I remember every Monday. I had my buddies over. We'd order the pizzas. We'd have the Doritos. We had the soda pop. We had the Gatorades, the Powerades, the water, drink water. And we would, we did it every time. We'd watch Nitro, we would tape Raw, and then we would watch Raw and just fast forward through the commercials. Except when it went to three hours. Then we couldn't, we would just watch Nitro. And then they would come over the next day and they would watch Raw. 
They, the same guy said, come over and we'd watch her. Do the same thing. But I like it because that. Just think if, if Nitro and Raw were on the same day, we're, we're on different days. I don't think WCW would have gotten as big as they did, and I think WWE would have declined. I really do. The Monday Night Wars fueled the wrestling business. The Monday Night Wars were such a benefit to the wrestling business. Look at everything that was created. Jobs were created. A lot of money was made. People were made forever. I think having both shows on the same night, I think is in the, in the long run. And I think it is, a, it is there is a game. I want them to stay on both ends because I think that would help at the end of the day that helps the wrestling business. The writing just needs to be better overall in WWE. The writing can even be better in AEW. Both sides be more creative. Yes, wrestling is in a lull time right now. More, it's basically, it's the hardcore. I think, we're, I think we can all agree with that. All it takes, though, is one guy to change it all. I think there's some guys there, and I'm not, well, we can get into this at another time, but I think there's a couple guys that, if booked correctly, can be that next Steve Austin. Rock, and I'm not saying I'm going to be the next but the next guy to be the guy. A legit top attraction that everybody will buy into and parlay that into giant success for the wrestling business. I guess WWE, Nick Swink, I guess WWE doesn't want two shows in the top 10 in the ratings. That's a valid point too. And, but I think that just falls back to better creative. Their creative is awful. Watch Raw last night. That's all I got to say. And it's, and I've talked to people there. Right now, SmackDown is viewed as the A show. And Raw is kind of right now the afterthought. Raw, SmackDown's getting more attention because it's on Fox. Whether we want to admit that or not, that's exactly what's happening. Right now, Raw is literally the redheaded stepchild, no pun intended. No pun intended. For good, bad, or indifferent. No, no, I agree with, you're not wrong. But if they had better creative, that's a trickle down from Raw to NXT and to SmackDown. It, I honestly think so. Maybe I'm just the internal optimist. But I honestly think Scout's on it. I honestly think that. But that's up to WWE. And that's about getting a 75-year-old man out of there and let these younger guys. You get rid of Vince McMahon, you get rid of Bruce Pritchard. I'm telling you right now, you're going to get a better show. I've had people in that company tell me that. Velveteen Dream, this is from Richard McPhee. Velveteen Dream is, tarn is tarnished, all the pedophile stuff. I can't believe he stays employed. Great wrestler, a questionable person. Thank you for the comment, Richard, and thank you for watching. Nick, thank you for leaving comments. I really appreciate it, guys. I will say, and we've talked, I've talked about this, and I'll say it again. I know we get new viewers watching and new listeners each week, in each show. 
it was hard watching him in the North American title match. And that's why I was just like, I'm done. I can't believe they're bringing this guy back. What? He has to know all the dirty little secrets for him to retain his job. Why is he getting defended so much? The evidence is there. The proof is in the pudding. It's like, what more do you need before you can this guy? Is he talented? Absolutely. Patrick Clark is very talented. I love the gimmick. The gimmick works. But, but, at the end of the day, this guy's a bonafide scumbag. He is a pedophile. There's no questioning that he's not a pedophile. Because he is one. And... I got two boys, and I find it deplorable he's on TV. I don't even have girls. And Paul Levesque's got three of them. How do you look your wife in the eye and your three daughters knowing you employ two pedophiles on your television every single Wednesday? It's ridiculous. I want to go back to this one because I like this one. This kind of really blends down. Nick Swinky starting a collection of them. Velveteen Dream, Austin Theory, and now supposed suppo now supposedly Josh Briggs. I did send a message about Josh Briggs, so hopefully I can get an answer. I don't know. I will look more into that situation tomorrow, and we can talk about Josh Briggs tomorrow during the Dynamite recap show. Not wrong though. It's even harder when I watch Theory. It's like, man, I won't. Is it? And I know in this job, it's hard. You know, I see and hear stuff. We all talk about it in the boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. I talk about it with reporters, my employer, and like we, it's hard. And you, you got to stay impartial. And so one thing we always talk about at the zone and sporting news is staying impartial, regardless of the circumstance. You know, you always got to stay professional. This situation's hard though, because I got kids. And I'm when I put the dad hat on. And even the reporter hat on. And I have sometimes do both at the same time. It's hard. I have no. I have no room for that. I don't. I gotta admit, I wanted to get up when those both of those guys were on. I would. Then I watched, I'm like, man, I hope you lose. I was so happy when Austin Theory lost. I clapped. I'm not going to lie. Richard McPhee, I honestly think WWE thinks the pedophile stuff with Theory and Dream will blow over in time. But that has not been the case. And the James Ellsworth still getting booked, and he has been accused of being a pedophile. Not wrong. That's exactly what they hope. You're 1,000, you're in 1 million, you're infinity and beyond percent correct, Richard. You're not wrong, my friend. I'm going to cut you guys out there. There you go. You're not wrong. Not wrong at all. You're 100% correct. They, they're hoping it blows over. And it's a shame that they think it is. Pretty sad. 
This isn't the 80s. This isn't even the 90s where this stuff was happening and everyone was turning a blind eye. This is a different time, not just in wrestling, but the world. This stuff isn't tolerated anymore. And with James Ellsworth, that was disgusting too. I don't know how he's getting booked. I've got no idea. It's another one I scratch my head on. At least WWE hasn't brought him back. And at least AEW hasn't touched him with a pull. And I don't think they're going to. From people I've talked to there, his name has never come up in conversations. So that's a good thing. So, yeah, that one, that one's a little baffling. Richard McPhee, WWE shareholders, and the firing of files over the risk of losing value and losing sponsors. Just be happy that the stockholders are taking notice of the fact that ratings are down. <laughs> They're losing to an upstart on NXT. In the stock, this behavior, the fact they notice the ratings are, are plummeting, were plummeting. The fact that they, it finally took them that long to realize that is sort of a Should they demand the firing? Oh my god, yeah. This is another reason when you let a 75 year old man, he's running the asylum. I know I keep bringing up his age. But he's 75. No 75-year-old should be running a multi-billion dollar organization. I'm sorry. Needs to be gone. And I'm going to go back to this really quickly. I'm going to finish my thought on it. Maybe if, and I just thought this right when I clicked off. Maybe we'll take sponsors to say, hey, if the right people find out, Maybe they're like, hey, you keep these people on TV, we're pulling the money. Because in this world, and we all know it, look what's going on with COVID-19. Money talks at the end of the day, unfortunately. Now, trust me, I know. The end of the day, money talks. And if sponsors threaten to pull out, maybe maybe that would be the thing. They would be like, okay, these guys need to go. Oh. I hits the case sooner rather than later. Richard McPhee, it feels like Ripley, this Ripley is missing something. Very talented, but the it factor is missing. It's a very valid argument. She was missing something for a while. I felt like she got some of that back tonight. I was a big fan of this main event. Regardless if it should have been the main event or not. That's irrelevant in this topic. She showed that fire. She showed that charisma that has been missing since WrestleMania. I thought she looked great. Then. This is the best I've seen Rhea Ripley in a long time. Hopefully, it does mean she's on. She needs. It's the situation of where the title makes you, not you make the title. And she desperately needs a title and she needs a good run. Next week, yes, NXT UK is coming back soon. It comes back, I think, n uh, September the 17th. If my, yes, September 17th. So nine days from now. 
And yes, a Walter. I will mark off for Walter all day long. Maybe Richard, you can clarify. Nick has made some bad financial decisions. That's why he's coming. Nick who? Oh, Nick Diaz, yeah. Um. I don't know. I can ask. It could be the case. It's more more often than not that it is the case of why fighters come back. It's how the old generation was. I don't know about Nick Diaz. From what the last time I asked about the Diaz finances, I know Nick, I know Nate has saved his money extremely well and made some really good investments. I don't know about Nick. I haven't asked. But I will ask. Hopefully I can have an answer for you on that tomorrow. Richard again, Ringrust is a bitch. Nick is a good fighter, but let's be real. Nick hasn't beaten the top five contender in this wrestling is his weakness. Mm. Oh, unless you're dominant Cruz, apparently Ring Rust isn't. But no, I think Ring Rust, I think Cage Rust is very, very, very real. No, Nick is a good fighter. I but let's be real, Nick hasn't beaten the top five contender. And that's been That's why the Diaz brothers are pure geniuses. Even though I will say. I thought Nick Diaz beat Carlos Condit and should have been the interim multiweight champion. I will... I think Nick Diaz beat Carlos Condit. UFC... Oh, what UFC was that, guys? One... Oh, this is bothering me. Hold on. Now I gotta fit. Now I gotta find it. Wasn't expecting this question. Trying to remember... It was for the vacant title. GSP was out with an injury. Let's take a yander here, everybody. All right, Internet. Come on now. There we go. All right. UFC 143. February... 2012. I had scored that fight for Condit. I thought that was like Carlos Condit. I thought Carlos Condit got away with one. There was a unanimous decision. I had Nick Diaz winning the fight. As I know, a lot of people had Nick Diaz winning the fight. Let's look at Nick Diaz's resume. Let's see if he's... I don't think he's ever beaten the top five. Let's look at Nick Diaz's wins. Let's beat Chris Lytle. Let's look at his notable Robbie Lawler, that's a legit win. Let's see. He lost to Diego Sanchez, Joe Riggs, Sean Shirk. Beat Josh Neer, Gleison Tebow, Mike Iano, Katsua Iano, Moosin Corberry, Thomas Denny, Frank Shamrock, Scott. The Frank Shamrock fight. Now, the Frank fight was the one that really put Nick Diaz on the map. The Robbie Lawler fight was the one that made people realize, hey, this kid's a legit prospect. The Frank and Shamrock fight took him to a star, a superstar level. It beat Scott Smith, Maria Zaramskis, Hayuto Sakura, KJ Nunes, Benjelisa Santos, 
the great war he had with Paul Daly, BJ Penn right before BJ went down in the shooter. Lost to Condit, which I thought he won the fight. And then the, the wide-sided loss to George Sink. And then the no contest after he had lost Anderson Silva. But Anderson Silva failed. Drug test for steroids. And Nick went on to fail test for marijuana as well. But I want to see Nick Diaz fight. Because Nick Diaz knows how to sell fights. Let's just see if Ring Russ is real. He's a he's a does triathlons. He's a fantastic athlete. But like you said, it's different doing a triathlon than it is working in a cage. I know he's been training for a while, but I don't know how much he's getting pressed or anything. All right, we will end with this. Last question: Does Tony Khan deserve the criticism over the Matt Hardy injury and pushing pushing him back out there fat, that fast and making AEW look professional? I think he does. I think the way Tony Khan has handled this has been pretty horrific. Hopefully Tony Khan learns from this situation. Because remember, he's never been put in a situation like this. This has never happened on one of their shows. Something like this. you got to realize. Matt Hardy was out. About a good 40, 40, 45 seconds. Should not have been allowed to continue. The match should have been stopped. As soon as the match was stopped, should have been stopped, and that should have been it. He's the owner. It's his money. He makes the call. That should have been stopped. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Tony Khan made himself look horrible in front of his staff. He made himself untrustworthy to the Hardy family and all the families that their spouses are employed for by AEW. Then you're trotting him out there tomorrow night on Dynamite? <sighs> That's capitalizing on a situation. Even if man says, hey, I want to be on the show. You don't do that. That's going to be bad. Not a fan of that at all. Hopefully, hopefully, and hopefully, Tony Khan has learned a lot in the last 48 hours. And one more question. Could it be Sammy is a sloppy worker? Two matches, two botches. No, these two just did not don't have good chemistry together for one reason or another. It just seems like they they don't mesh, which I, which is surprising. Because man is a great veteran, a great talent in the ring, and Sammy Guevara is a young and upcoming talent. I think Sammy Guevara has definitely got something. He's not sloppy. He's not. He's a great. He's a really good worker. I just think their styles in the ring don't mesh. I just really, I don't think so. Hopefully, and Sammy's got a lot to learn from this too because Sammy was trying to get this match to continue, and that Aubrey Edwards should have been like, hey, she was low to the draw on that one. 
Aubrey Edwards is to blame for this as well. And not, no one's really saying that, which is quite surprising. I don't think Guevara's getting enough of the blame, and neither is Matt Hart, is, uh, Aubrey Edwards and Dr. Samson. Tony Khan's get, getting all the heat here. Is he should get most of it because, he, as I said, when you're on top of the food chain, you got to deal the good, bad, or the indifferent. You have to eat it. You got to take the good with the bad with the ugly. It also, but yet some of that blame also has to go to Aubrey Edwards, Dr. Sampson, and Sammy Guevara. Every time I think we're going to go, love it. Man Hardy could announce his retirement. I don't blame Sammy. I think it's a bad idea. They should have set up two tables instead of one. Never thought of that. Now, I haven't heard anything about this. And I'm going to ask that now. I'm going to see what I can find. Um, no, nah, we can't. I blame Guevara for trying to get Matt up, trying to do more spots. When you can tell Matt was not in the right frame of mind, that Matt should have been done. The spot was a horrible... The spot wasn't a bad idea. I agree with your ladder part, Nick, where you needed to set up two tables. I was told they ran through that spot twice during the day. And they did it fine. With one table. So they've, from what I'm told, they felt, all parties felt confident enough to where you could run that spot with one table. I don't agree with that after you look at it. It's like, okay, maybe they, they, they definitely overshot it. It's different when you're going through something, rehearsing it, going it over. You're live on pay-per-view. That adrenaline is flowing. You get a little amped up. And that's where your point is correct. You put two tables there. You avoid that. Of any, it, just in case you do overshoot, which did happen in the situation, and we got the end result. I would have gone that route. Definitely two tables. I still put some of the onus on Guevara. We will agree to disagree, but I definitely agree with you on the one table. Aubrey threw up the X right away. Bow also ranked and the match, but then her started the match. I think the doctor has. Oh, absolutely. You have to give Aubrey Edwards some of the things, even after she gave the X sign. She wasn't. She took too long to push Guevara away, because I rewatched it again today, and that was my issue. And I, I respect Aubrey Edwards. I think she's a very good official. Already one of my favorites. Yes, the bell rang. She threw up the X right away. She knew what was wrong, but that's where she's just got up. Boom. You gotta be. You're the, you're the lead dog in that ring. The official is the head cheese. She's got to throw him and push him away quicker than she did. Dr. Sampson, he should be fired. Fired. That was completely unacceptable. You don't do that. You can tell me I'm wrong and I'm blue in the damn face. That was wrong. That should never have happened. The doctor has to be smart enough to know. Especially in this day of age of CTE. In this whole concussion issue. Got to be smarter than that. Uncalled for. Ridiculous. He should be fired. They're not going to. I haven't heard anything. But I would I would definitely fire him. And that will be it for today. Man. The comments. Great questions from Richard and Nick. Man. 
Great questions, guys. I appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. A lot of viewers popped in and out today. It definitely means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. If you're watching via Facebook Live, it's simple. Give a reaction video. And also, like the Walkway to Fight Club Facebook page and also follow the page as well. You can find me right there on, on Twitter at SMealHousingJR. If you're watching via YouTube, or if you're, and we do have a YouTube page, the Walkway to Fight Club, subscribe to the channel. Give it a thumb, this video, a thumbs up. Leave a question or comment as well. Good, bad, or indifferent. Let me know how, how I did. Find ways that I can improve. A lot of cool stuff coming up on that YouTube channel. I'm not going to reveal the surprises yet. I'm going to wait till they actually happen. But there's some great stuff cooking coming up in September and also in the beginning of October. The podcast also has a Twitter channel, at Walkway Fight. Also on Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. The audio of this will be up tomorrow. Actually, it will be up after this is done. I'm going to clean it up a little bit, add a little something, and then this will be up for you later this evening, tomorrow morning. Right? It's on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Download, rate, subscribe, leave a comment, give star ratings, boost up the podcast and the uh, podcast chart rankings. Helps me out tremendously so we can continue to do this. For, I can continue doing this for free. Also, we'll be back tomorrow night to recap AEW Dynamite. We'll have Raw ratings. We will have NXT ratings. And whatever else is going on in the world of mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, and the land of boxing. we got some boxing news we will discuss tomorrow. A big fight was made official today, and we'll get into that more tomorrow. This is Steven Mielhausen, and I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Peace.